It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. It's episode 425. Hi, I knew that. And we're recording for, not, not the first time, not the second time, but yes, the third time in a seven-day or eight-day period. Eight-day, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm here with Jeff and Tim. What's up? Hello. And we're going to try to have nice quality audio. Hey. Hey. <laughs> no Morse code. Tim didn't, Tim didn't transport back to the 1860s, and I, and I got a new headset. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, so here we are. We're going to talk about the Bruins and Columbus Blue Jackets, the first two games of this series. But before we get to that, I'd like to bring to your attention why I love Bruce Cassidy. Oh, by the way, it is David Krejci's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, David Krejci. Yeah, happy 33rd? Is he 33? All right, so David Krejci is 33 today, right? My other computer seems to be deciding that I clicked on Thatcher Demko rather than the Boston Bruins at Cap Friendly. So hang on. <laughs> oh, Thatcher Demko. Yes, 33. <laughs> I don't even know what a Thatcher Demko is. I think he uh, is like a goaltender for like the Canucks or something. I don't know. That's why I don't know. <laughs> one, of those, one of those guys with, with two last names and no first name, you know, like Barclay Goodrow and Danton Heinen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, getting back to Bruce Cassidy, who is not Thatcher Demko or Denton Heinen, and he technically has two first names or a first and a last name, depending on how you want to look at it. You can go either way on this one. Yeah. Right. So he was talking about the playoff schedule as it is this round and why the Bruins had to start so quickly after the game seven. They basically got one day off and then it's like, oh, you're playing again. Somewhere in the conversation, his press availability, he says, I heard someone blame it on Cher the other day. I like Cher, by the way, from way back in the sunny and Cher days. So I'm not going to rain on her parade. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> You're a very practical man, Bruce. He went on to clarify that he was a, a Pearl Jam guy, apparently, according to uh, someone's tweets. Well, that was not in the video that I saw, so. Okay. <laughs> it was Matt Porter that tweeted that he clarified that he was a Pearl Jam guy. <laughs> but see, imagining him doing karaoke with Zidane Chara. No, I feel like if someone's doing karaoke and Bruin involved it, it always involves Brad in some way. Yeah, it's got to be Brad. It's got to be Brad and Bruce doing that. That would be really great. I would love to see that. That's true. I was thinking Brad was my second choice, so. All right. And so the other one. I love this. Now, we know that the Bruins have been having a problem with too much man, too many men on the ice, right? So he goes, you know, when they're they're talking to him, they're asking him how he's going to fix that. He goes... Clearly, I can't count to five. Let's start with that. <laughs> you guys aren't laughing. <laughs> so basically, he's taking accountability for the fact that there are more than five guys going out on the ice when there shouldn't be. And it's because he can't count to five. 
It was funny, guys. Damn it. What's wrong with you? I mean, it was pretty funny. You know how you demonstrate that something is funny? Usually? I'm unaware. You laugh. Oh. Unless it's The Office, or like Parks and Rec, or lots of those awkward comedies. Even sometimes Scrubs, you know, it's like, it's funny, but it's like an internal laughter thing. There are lots of examples of that, and I'm not going to go through all of them. But anyway, I thought it was funny, damn it. You guys rained on my parade. Do you believe in life after jokes? I don't know. Anyway, shall we start talking about the Bruins Blue Jackets series? So that first period of game one was something else. That was nice. Yeah, yeah, it was. It'd be nice if they could do that, you know, the rest of the games. so vague uh yeah are you waiting for me to come in and score the goal here on how my boy rhode island flavor pizza strips nolachari came in with a short-handed goal you see that's what i was trying to do was set you up for that i didn't want to steal your thunder well you know i'm like brandon carlo i shoot and it sometimes it goes near the net but if it's a wide open net i there's no way i'm making it so basically that whole sequence was awesome I took notes. Yep. Magboy poked the puck away from Dubois. I can't remember his first name. Who cares? Chari basically uh, kept the puck away from Texier. And even though Nordstrom was storming down the left side, and uh, Nordstrom looks a little bit faster, Achari shot first. He didn't pass. He shot first. And I think this is a very important thing to mention because what did we say last week? They had talked about shooting first. <laughs> yeah Shoot. and then Nordstrom looked for the pass but he shot <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't understand what they're are they just like so psyched out by the prospect of Bobrovsky well Nolachari was and he scored the first goal of the series at uh, I don't remember what time it was it was like 1037 or something in the first yeah, something like that yeah that was a really physical first game but the two teams really match up very well and every goal is pretty much either going to have to be fluky or fought for. Yeah, that's that's definitely what's happening. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I don't have the sense of dread that I had watching a Bruins-Leafs game. Because, you know, it's like you sit there and it's like, oh, the Bruins are up by two goals, but then they let Austin Matthews score or they let somebody do something. And it's like, no. I mean, this series so far, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, let's see how this unfolds. And there have been a lot of close calls. And I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Stop the drop passes. Stop them. Oh, my freaking God. They're not really drop passes if they're to no one. Well, okay, stop the blind drop passes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's just like, you guys, no. It's like, that's like an instant giveaway. You guys are having a problem with that. Stop giving away the puck. That's my main complaint about the Bruins right now, is that it's just like drop passes and giving away the puck. And oh my God, it's painful. Well, that literally everyone seems terrified of actually shooting it. Oh my gosh. Like like it started off with just posture knock and it's just like a fucking plague. I don't get it. I don't get it. You guys know how to do this. Now, it's interesting. Bob Beer's on the uh, hockey show on Saturday 
when asked about pasta, if we take the caveat that pasta says that he is okay and that he is not injured and we believe him, then it's basically, it's got to be what scorers go through. Scorers, they're too tightly wound. They grip the stick a little too much. They, they overthink it. And that's why he's not scoring. I wonder if that's actually accurate in terms of gripping the stick too tightly because maybe he's not like co- completely confident with his thumb right now. But, but, did he, but he scored how much after coming back in the regular season, man? Like, like I was originally thinking that, and then someone pointed out how much he scored. To come back, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's bullshit. Yeah, he, he came back to, like, take the lead or almost take the lead back. So even though he never lost it while he was out. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Is he psyching himself out about the playoffs? Is that what it is? Has he worked so hard on his hitting game that he forgot how to score? I don't know what it is. Because it's like, I, I've had enough. I've seen Pasta hit, and that's fine, but stop it. You don't need to do that. That's not your game. Yeah. Okay, so that was the first period, first game. Nolachari, everybody was happy and totally expected that. Everybody thought Nolachari is going to be the first goal scorer. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the third period got dicey. So the first goal was by uh, Dubinsky and Coyle. Dezeno Chara is right in front of him. He's skating past uh, towards the goal. He could have given the puck to Chara, and Chara could have tried clearing it out. Instead, he tried to stretch the uh, the puck across the ice to McAvoy. Because those cross-ice passes in your own zone are always a good idea. Yeah, they're not. They're really not. They capitalized on that. They got the puck and they scored. It was really easy. And then... Dubois had a fluky goal. <laughs> Only 13 seconds later. Oh, my God. Basically, Panarin just, you know, because he's just like sitting there in the defensive zone by himself. That's what you do with me. It's what you do when Artemi Panarin's around. Is just let him do, you know, Artemi Panarin things. Right, exactly. So he, he shoots the puck and it bounces off Dubois' leg and into the goal. I mean, there's no way that Tuca could see that. Well, that's the thing is, is, is Panarin's shot was going to go super wide. It was going to go high glass. So, it's, like, yeah, so, so he was fucked. And, like, the first one was also a bunch of weird bounces, too, even after the turnover. Like, you can't hold – it's hard to hold Tuca responsible for either of those goals in game one. I'm not saying so much it's Tuca. Like I said, every goal in this series is probably going to be something fluky or um, it's going to be hard fought. And I think two fluky goals happened right here. Yeah. Even the, mm-hmm. the Nolachari one is fluky in the respect that... You, how do you expect Nolachari to score that? It was also shorthanded, so I mean... to talk about... He fought hard to get the puck down there, but it's a fluky goal because of everything surrounding it. The good thing is, is that playoff Charlie Coyle, and I'll talk more about him in a minute, he made that mistake on the Jabinski goal. And then he was like, oh, you know what? I I need to make it up. I do. I need to make it up. Krug stretched the, the puck down to Johansson, and he was going fast, and he was going, and he had a couple of guys covering him, and he knew he didn't have a shot, so he just kind of shot the, the puck backhand and across the ice to Coyle, who just nailed it. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was a great goal, and, and, it, and I love it. I love when you shoot the puck, and it hits just right, and it goes in the net, but it bounces out. For whatever reason, I just love the look of that, and it and it absolutely is great. Uh, so we 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 got to see another one of those yesterday, but we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
it had some zing on it. It had some Chinese mustard on it, we'll say. As Jack Edwards would say, but he's not calling the series now. What did we do wrong? What did we do wrong to get Jack and Milbury again? Like, like Milbury was so bad during the first round. He's not even fucking trying. You mean Doc and uh, Milbury? Whatever, fuck it. Yeah, Doc. I don't care. I hate them all. Please, just, just like throw them off a building, bring in Gosher, and call it a day. <laughs> we have Boucher. I'm so At excited. At least we have Boucher, and that's great. Yes, I love it. Rhode Island in the house is so great. It's wonderful. I'm, I'm hoping it's talking to Joe McDonald. They pull a cherry aside or something. I don't know. It's all exciting. I mean, that's wonderful. But then we also have Jack sounding like he's trying to talk like he's on old time radio all the time. Fuck you. <laughs> and then Milbury just like half awake and saying things that make no sense. <laughs> so being Milbury. <laughs> Marshmallow soft. Whatever. Let's talk about playoff Charlie Coyle. That's a special breed there. Yeah. Is he some... It lights a fire under him, right? Like, he, he didn't look like this in the regular season. There were signs that he was a good addition, but... Yeah, it's kind of like, you know how it's like you can get Barbie, and then you can get, um, you know, Malibu Barbie, right? So this is like, we got Charlie Coyle, and then they figured out when they uh, they took the box that he was delivered in, and they rummaged through it, and they found a software upgrade. Oh, oh, what is it? They, they took them a while to find the uh, to find the, the playoff DLC. I see. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, basically, they found it and they installed it, you know, and you have to wait a little bit and then <gasps> it works. So, yeah, he's got something like six goals now, seven goals, a lot of goals in the playoffs. Yeah. Five. It's up to five goals, seven points. Is it only five? I swear it was more than that. Yeah, he had three in the first series and then uh, two so far this one. Wow. I I was happy to say it was seven goals. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He didn't score last night. Damn it. I figured because he fucked up last night, he was definitely going to score. Okay, so the first game went into overtime, which was the first overtime for the Bruins this playoff. I don't think Columbus went into any overtime games, did they? Either. No, they didn't. No, they, they didn't. They just efficiently dismantled... Uh... Tampa. Thankfully, the Bruins are a different team. They're built a little bit differently. Anyway, so in overtime, who is the goal scorer? Charlie Coyle. Playoff Coyle. Charlie Coyle. Playoff Charlie Coyle, yes. Sorry. And it was like a fun play. So, so you have uh, Danton Heinen as the puck carrier bringing it in. He gets ahead of himself, and he does this like weird like shutter step to make sure he keeps one foot behind the blue line. To be onside. Yeah, now, and he unambiguously was onside. Now, Zach Wierenski did the incredible poor judgment of thinking he'd been offside and instead of waiting for the whistle and, and instead of playing until the whistle backed off <laughs> and put an arm up even he was like yeah hey yep so at which point Heinen skates around him passes it to, 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 to Johansson Johansson streaks down cross, uh, cross passes across the slot beautiful open open net for Charlie Coyle boom I don't care if Johansson is scoring goals, but if he doesn't want to score goals, if he just passes a Charlie Coyle and you get a goal, that's fine by me. That entire thing was just like a monument to a great trade deadline. Obviously, talking shit about Johansson was great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Pasta, here we go. (laughs) Yeah, we did talk about that last week. Pasta, what the fuck is going on, man? I mean, one night I even ate some pasta hoping that you would actually, like, activate or something and you didn't do that what is going on 
Are you hurt? Are you just banged up? Are you tired? You're too young to be that tired. Come on. And it's not like you can say, oh, he just doesn't do well in the playoffs. He scored like 13 points in seven games against the or more than that against the Tampa Toronto last year. So we know he can dis- dismantle the playoffs, not just, you know, perform in them. Well, that's why we're upset because we know what he's done. We know what he can do. Is he trying to play Tyler Sagan in the 2013 Stanley cup playoffs? Is that what he's trying to do? No, because Tyler Sagan took a fuck ton of shots. Just none of them went in. Oh. He was shooting. He was just having bad luck. There's something different about Pasternak. Like Sagan was just having impossible bad luck. Pasta's just not playing well and making strange choices. Mm. Okay, well, I was hoping that he was, like, trying to do something stupid. Like, how old was Sagan then? Younger. He was only in his third, le- third year in the league, so he was 20. Oh, God. All right. Well, Pasta's going through something. We don't know what it is. Is it injury? I don't know. Is it mental? Quite possibly. I don't know. But Pasta, get your shit together! Yeah, whatever it is, he clearly has no confidence in his shot, which is why he's always passing it when he could otherwise shoot. Now, mind you, he's not the only person on the team doing this. Jake DeBrusque. The whole top line. Yeah. Look, these Blue Jackets, they're not just going to let you do anything you want, and they are going to grind you down, and you have to get creative about how you're going to get the puck by them. So we know that. We knew that. They know that. So figure it out. That being said... Pasta, I think being demoted to the third line last night should have woken you the fuck up. That's all I'm saying. I mean, yeah. Yep. Both coaches went completely blender at a certain point, but still. Well, yeah, we'll we'll get to that, though. There was one other thing that happened in game one that's worth mentioning. Oh, yes. So they're lined up for a face-off. Our uh, lovable scamp, Brad Marchand. Stomped on Cam Atkinson's stick, probably because Cam Atkinson's from Connecticut. Nothing good comes from Connecticut. Um. <laughs> oh boy, you do you do have Rhode Island in you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have New England in general in me. It's like stop, stop hanging on. Just join New York, you fuckers. We all know you want to. <laughs> I was paying you a compliment, but whatever. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. That was just a general New Englander attitude. It's like, fuck off, Connecticut. You're not one of us. God, being from Rhode Island, like, it was just like the worst <laughs> because to get to New York, you have to go through Connecticut. <laughs> I mean, now I can go across Massachusetts and just cut down through, but, ugh. Uh, anyway, yes, go on. And of course, um, Atkinson's stick broke. Ref stops the uh, face off. Cam Atkinson throws a hissy fit. <laughs> finishes breaking the stick because Brad only cracked it. Cam. <laughs> One that broke it. <laughs> <laughs> and they proceeded with, with the face-off. Now, a lot of people, of course, on Twitter were saying, oh, that's a penalty. What penalty? Point to where in the rule book that's a penalty. <laughs> oh, it's unsportsmanlike contact. Unsportsmanlike contact has very specific things that count as it. Oh, it's delay of game. Delay- no, no, last thing they see, this league needs more delay of game. Pen- more ways to get a delay of game penalty. It needs less. Or at least repurpose the really unjust one they have towards something else, somewhere else that would do better. But, like, seriously, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's the sort of thing that I think is going to be, uh, he's going to be informed is going to be a penalty in the future. Well, Cam Atkinson not only complained about it on the ice. You're right. He, uh, he doubled down. Yeah. And said that Brad owes him 300 bucks. Uh huh. So fucking childish because he's not paying for his own fucking sticks. No, no. They all have their deals. In fact, one of the things that those manufacturers do is they send them bunches of sticks 
and they make them sign them and send them back, right? So that they have them for their corporate overlords and so on and so forth. But here's another thing. There's no way that they even pay for anything for their sticks. And even if they did pay for their sticks, do you they're, think they're it buying be- them in such bulk? Because they're they're using, you know, like even a stick that doesn't break, I can't imagine they're using a stick for more than one game. Regardless, they're not paying retail. I go down to pure hockey and yeah, I'd pay like 300 or more for a stick. Like if it's that big a deal to you, Cam, switch to like, you know, shitty gas station wooden Sherwoods, man. <laughs> hey, hey, I have one right here. It's not a gas station <laughs> stick. You're so mean. You're making me mad. Oh, or you could go and get Patrick Marlowe's ancient two-piece sticks. I thought the two-piece stick went out with, with uh, Kelly. I thought Chris Kelly used a two-piece stick. Yeah, because like as as a pre- the pro level, it doesn't make any sense because pros break the shaft all the time. It's not like amateurs; you mostly only break the blade and then can therefore switch the blade, change the blades. Like say everyone I know that's played, but like at the pro level, like you, you, how most sticks break on the shaft. So Ken Atkinson has two hissy fits about this. Says that Brad owes him three hundred dollars, and what's Brad's response? So uh, Brad basically said he thought Cam Atkinson was uh, trying to dull his skate blade, and he thought it was pretty rude of him to do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brad. That's just exceptional. And and it's that's honestly peak Brad Marchand. It's not what people from other teams would say is peak Brad Marchand, but as Bruins followers, like, no, no, that response. Well, you know, I I read that uh, Emily Kaplan article that I had mentioned the other week, and and there aren't that many people who really say too many bad things about Brad. Okay, other fan, other teams' fan bases. Yeah, okay. it's, it's it's fan bases because they're just really they and they and what I love is that other fan bases will not acknowledge that they have players that are similar, if not the same, on their own teams. Less, but who are less effective on the ice? It's true. Not everybody can be a one hundred point scorer and chirp either well or poorly. Uh, the other people it's like it's like but it's like okay Habs sure Brad does all these things you employ both Brendan Gallagher who is like I don't know like family dollar version of Brad and Andrew Shaw which is the dumpster behind the Salvation Army version of Brad oh wow (laughs) that is that I was gonna call Brendan Gallagher diet Brad Brad Light depending on what country you're in comparing him to Diet Coke and Coke (laughs) So wonderful. What a wonderful time to be alive. Anyway, so, yes, Brad occupies uh, the penthouse suite inside Cam Atkinson's head now. You you played right into that there, Cam. Way to go, fucko. <laughs> Good job. There is one other thing we need to talk about from game one. Not just, like, drop passes. We already covered that a little bit. Getting your puck stuck in your skates, Zidane Chara. Riley Nash. Oh, oh gosh, this leads to another great Brad, another great yep. Brad quote. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll set it up for you. Riley Nash actually had a good, clean, hard hit on David Krejci. Ended the game for Krejci. Yeah, that was like that in the third period. He didn't come back after yeah, he, that. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't come out for um uh, for, for OT. Yeah. Right. So nothing to complain about the hit, but Brad had his own words about Riley Nash in his time with Boston. He said he didn't think Riley had thrown a single hit in th- in two years. oh god i really would like brad to have some real estate in riley nash's head but i don't think that's gonna happen but yeah creechy is kind of day-to-day even though he did come back last night to play 
I don't think he was as effective as he could be. Yeah, no. Yeah. All right. So last night was game two in Boston, and it was another overtime game. And this time it wasn't just overtime. It was double overtime. It sure was. Like I said, I don't want to see drop passes ever again. I just, so many giveaways, so many painful moments from that game. Charlie McAvoy just had a calamity of a game from top to from, from start to finish last night. Did you <laughs> shout at the TV, Charlie, get away from Tuca? Cause there were a couple of <laughs> times where it was like, no, again, I, I said, I thought Tuca had a restraining order against him. Uh, seriously, get the fuck away from Tuca. Every time you get too close to him, Tuca gets hurt. Yeah, please just just give him give him a space there, Charlie, and focus on you know not having a calamitous game. Because I'm um, holy fuck. <laughs> oh, I gotta tell you too, Chara honestly looks forty two. Yeah. So that top that top pairing didn't have a a good game. Um, to give you some idea, in an overtime game, Carlo and Krug played four played uh, three and a half and four and a half minutes um, more than Chara respectively. Oh, Carlo wow. four and a half. Yeah, well, Car- Carlo had some some tough moments last night too. Also, but... because Carlo played almost five minutes shorthanded, though that's that's part of it. <laughs> also, Jake DeBrusque, shoot the fucking puck. That one where he tried to a little drop pass bullshit thing in front of the net, where there was literally no one between him and Bob, like literally no one. Are they all just auditioning to be like December Denton Heinen? Oh my gosh, it was awful. Just like shoot it, just shoot it. It was a tie game at the time. It was in the third period. Just shoot it. Yep. No, no excuse for that. No excuse for that. Now, now, so we should start this off. This yesterday's game was an absolute goaltending clinic, both sides. Yep. We'll get to the one moment, the, the respective moments that really stand out. But anyway, so first period starts off okay. Bruins score on the power play. Matt Grizzly, so second unit, because the first unit was uh, office furniture um, in both these games. <laughs> <laughs> So Grizzlick from McAvoy and Krejci. Gordon, it was it was a nice power play goal too. It was a uh, yeah, that was the one that that was the one that, that that Bob would really want back. Well, you know what's interesting because I was I looked at it again this morning and I saw this at the time when it happened in the in the replay. It deflects off his glove, off the bottom of his glove, off the bottom of his glove hand. Yeah, yeah, and goes That's in. Rough. <laughs> yeah, so if he had just put his his glove down a little bit lower, he would have caught that. Or it would have bounced back where it came instead of continuing on into the net. Like right. just like a quarter inch lower, he probably would have sent it anywhere but the net. Right, right. So it's like it was a very lucky bounce for Grizz. Glad he got the goal. That was super fantastic. Loved it. And uh, it's interesting because um, Josh Anderson. I don't remember many guys' first names on on the uh, the Blue Jackets. I don't want to get that well acquainted with them. But he had himself a night where he bitched and complained about everything. He interfered with Carlo, and it was very obvious that he did it because he basically sat on him. And then he complained all the way getting uh, all the way to the box. We're not done with Anderson. No, no, he'll come back. He'll 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 be relevant again. Yeah. Yeah. So in the second. So pretty early in the second. Bruins uh, put Columbus on the power play. First minute of the power play, not too much happens, which is which is fair, good. And then Josh Anderson, high stick, uh, Sean Corelli, catches him just under the eye, and it looked like he was crying blood. So, good news, we're no longer on the penalty kill. We are now four on four for a minute, followed by three minutes of power play. 
It was really uncomfortable to watch Sean Corrali bleed and bleed and bleed. I mean, it was kind of hot in a way, but it was also like, man, first of all, they've been kicking his ass around the ice the last yeah, two games. Say, what are you guys doing? He's like, this is like, like, like all you being, all you fuckers playing hockey in Ohio have to show for it, Sean Corrali. So be nicer. Yeah. Like he grew, he grew up in Dublin or uh, right outside of Columbus. You fucks. <laughs> he watched you guys growing up. Shut up. Exactly. Right. Well, not these guys. Like you know, whatever schlubs were playing for the team then. I don't know. Rick Nash. David Vi- David Viborny. I don't. <laughs> Christian Huselius. There we go. There's a there's a Columbia Columbus player of past name. Okay. <laughs> My point is that, what, are you, like, upset because, like, he is from Ohio? And don't be jealous. But anyway, he, he bled for a long time. It's like, and, and Glenn's like, would someone please just put a Band-Aid on him? <laughs> yeah, like, seriously, it took fucking forever. And then, of course, you know, it took forever to resolve the penalty because um, the, one of the refs, for some reason, wanted to send Dubois... Oh, and it was so obvious that it was Anderson who kept protesting. He kept protesting it. Yeah, it was the most insane thing ever. And like, like I, I couldn't tell. Like, 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 I couldn't even actually tell who the fuck um, Torch was trying to argue with. His own players, the ref. I can't tell. But Torch was pretty fired up about this whole thing too. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and the thing is, is that like Anderson knows he did it, and he wouldn't go to the box. And he wouldn't go without, like, this insanely long delay of the game. Yeah. What the, what the fuck? I, I don't know. Anyway, so, minute of four on four. I got my timing off. I'm, ta- I'm thinking about the second, the second Panarin goal right now, aren't I? Well, you might be, but the, the, the fact of the matter is this. Oh, yeah, the second Panarin goal was the four on four goal. So, there'd already been a uh, power play goal from Artemi Panarin, as happens. He was wide open. It was bad. Yeah, um, they're really fond of leaving him open. <laughs> but that came quickly back with an amazing effort by, well, mainly Johansson and Coel to get the kid to immediately come back and retake the lead. Yep, that was fantastic. Funky little wraparound shot that went through Dean Kukan's legs, bounced off of um, uh, Pasternak's skate, and back into the net. Yep, uh, and he fell over, probably in surprise and shock. Then you got a goal. <laughs> <laughs> the Torch was thinking for a long time about whether to challenge it. Then looks at the and all it looks up from the they, they're focusing on him. He looks up from the iPad. No, it's a good goal. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> because Kukan was the player player closest to Bob, not Pasta. Right, right. I, I think they were looking for a distinct kicking motion, which there wasn't. Pasternak probably didn't even know the skate was there. The puck was there. No, no, he didn't. He was just bracing himself right there in front of the net. I do want to say on the Panarin power play goal, Carlo tried to block, but he wasn't in the right position. I'm actually glad he didn't block it with his leg because we don't need a defenseman with a broken leg right now. So, No, no, especially not that one. No. So. Even if he had a, didn't have one of his best games. Now, so back to the one I started talking about first because I got my chronology wrong. So we go to a 4-on-4. Um, four four. Should be only a minute. Okay. And... It's awful clear, followed by uh, a weird angle Panarin shot that just went right over Rask's shoulder into the net, bounced out the other direction. Fuck. And honestly, like with that shot too, there was nothing that Rask could have done. Like you said, weird angle, and it was perfect placement. And It was the product of a pretty bad defensive failure. Well, uh, 
why is Coil back there doing that? Uh, you can't just take the puck and say, I'm just going to shoot it blindly, even though I can see what's happening. You're just going to shoot it up there where it's like, uh, hey, Seth Jones is there. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and <laughs> to the net. Yeah, yeah, the problem with Seth Jones is that he's actually good, which I'm, I'm glad to hear because I, I love Seth Jones, but right now I don't want him to be good. <laughs> no, and um, so, uh, of course, the Bruins followed this up with you know, three-minute power play, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, good Lord, that was a bit... Like, the power play was not good this whole game. Yes, 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 Macro 6 scored on the power play, but it was not good. But that minute and a half was just catastrophic. Oh, God, it was painful. Like, like they should have been playing the Benny Hill music in the garden. Just all yakety sacks. There have been times in the past where I've prayed that we didn't go on the power play. I'm beginning to get to that point again. Back in Jeff Ward days, that was definitely the uh, the case. It was it was just like, no, let's just not do the power play. Let's just like pass. Let's just like pass on it because Jeff Ward's an awful coach. Yeah, can't we just decline the penalty like you can in football and just keep going? <laughs> The only time you decline a penalty is when it doesn't benefit you in football. So basically it's like, oh, well, we're not getting yardage out of this or we actually made a good play. So forget it. Who cares? Just I was letting you know, Jeff, just in case you didn't know. Okay. Well, thank you. So then uh, third period, we go into the third period, tied to two. No goals. It was very nice back and forth. This is the point when both goaltenders just get locked the fuck in. Yeah. Yeah. Goes into first overtime. Likewise. Now, over T, this is where, like, both both first Rask and then Bob both showed that's like, no, this is a fucking goaltender clinic. Both of them had those ridiculous split, split and reach saves. Yeah. The Bobrovsky one particularly was interesting because he went the wrong way, slipped, fell, and still got his, his glove hand out to catch the puck. <laughs> and Tuca ended up wrapping his, his legs around the goalpost kind of in and out of the goal to make that happen. Oh, it was so good. And then it goes to second overtime. That could have gone better. Basically, the theme of this game was the Bruins will find a way to screw themselves. So the drop passes, the uh, passing the puck to a player in a different uniform. That's a good idea. Brad Marchand, he actually got into a little scuffle with Texier, like at the end of, what was it, the um, the first period? Basically, his mistake there in cross-checking Texier is what made that power play goal happen. And then now, Berge gets called for a trip. Now, you wanted to talk about that trip. Now, I'm going to say this, and I recognize that I may sound like an awful homer this, because I, I get a curse read of the... Um, uh, uh, of the various, you know, writers, your 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 Calmans, your Flutos, your uh, your your ties, all of them seem to like, yeah, Bergeron fucked up here. Meanwhile, at the time when I was watching the game and watching like five, six different replays of this, I'm like, it looks like a trip, but I'm not so sure it's a trip. Like this sounds ridiculous, I know. Like we're talking full on tinfoil hat writing inky letters to the government beneath a naked bulb. <laughs> sort of paranoid here, but like. Bergie's stick was, in fact, in a place that looked like it would have been tripping Jones. And Jones fell down. I can see where this idea came, but it doesn't look like Jones ever came into contact with Bergie's stick. Right. Like, it was in front of him, but then Bergie removed it, and then Jones fell. I'm not so, so I can see why it was called. I'm not so sure it was a trip, though. That's all. Because it looked like a trip, but I'm not certain it was. I don't think that Columbus is the kind of team that does a lot of diving. Like, the Leafs? Absolutely. 
they do that. The Habs? Oh, my God. I'm not even accusing Jones of diving. Good, good. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not sure this was a trip. I think it looked like a trip superficially, and no one questioned it. Could questioned it, because from what I could see from the play, it replays, I'm like, Aah. it's like trip adjacent. And, of course, it's Patrice. Patrice doesn't do anything wrong. No duels of a trip. It's a near trip. <laughs> it's an old duels trip. There's... There's no tripping in that actual trip. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. Maybe I'm just a shameless homer. That could be it, too. It's fine. I understand. I tried to find footage of the trip, and I can't find it anywhere. So I, I couldn't really. And, and honestly, by that time in the game, I was fried. I commented before play overtime started in game one. Then I'm like, my conditioning's not here. I can't do this. Luckily, that, that overtime ended quickly. Last night's, thank God, it was a Saturday because it, well, went to double overtime and the game started at 9 fucking p.m. in this godforsaken time zone that I live in. Well, actually, 9.20 because it started at 8.20 here. <sighs> right. Okay, fine. Yeah. The listed start time was 9 p.m. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I know it was listed as 8 here, but it wasn't. I feel your pain. I mean, you actually have more pain than I do at this point because it, it was later when it started for you. The game ended after 1 a.m. for me so <laughs> oh god like uh, i just was so mentally exhausted after yesterday's game uh, i thought i will type up some notes or i will write down some notes for for the podcast tomorrow and i didn't because i was like no i just i need to go to bed now <laughs> i will work through some things and and hopefully get it together and then i woke up early this morning and wrote down stuff so so much, so much to do there. Anyway, the, the ensuing power play, which resulted in a Matt Duchesne goal. Ugh. Fucking Duchesne. But, like, what you know what the deal there was? It was a fucking, it was, it was, the Bruins were, tapped, were tapped. Yep. They played every day for two, for, for, for two and a half weeks. And this is where having all that time off paid out, paid off for the um, uh, for the Blue Jackets. They looked awful to start game one because they were rusty, but they had legs. Bruins have fuck all. The Bruins are tapped because of that of that Leaf series. Lucky they they have an extra day to recuperate between yesterday's game and Tuesday's game. Okay, and other things too. They got to do some roster changeups. It was a double overtime game, and Chris Wagner played thirteen forty eight. Get Coolman or Backus. I don't care. Get someone besides Chris Wagner in there. <laughs> if you're gonna play him that little in eighty three minutes and forty two seconds of hockey, he's serving no purpose. Now, the other question I have there, and even though I am a staunchly pro Connor Clifton, his 1656 in that much much, uh, gameplay as a defenseman is also a little concerning. But anyway, not quite to the Chris Wagner scale. I did not like the way he looked last night, to be honest. And I'm just sitting there, I'm watching that pairing, and I'm like, why, Kevin Miller? Why was this your year to be so severely injured all the time? Like seriously, this was like 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 McQuaid levels have constantly injured for him this year, eh? Yeah. He's currently missing significant time for the fourth time this season. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. And th- although it's only technically this is probably part of the third time, even though he came back for a couple games. But <laughs> does he clearly have? I I just feel like because he has the experience, he knows how to do this stuff. He's good with Grizzly. I just oh, it, watching Clifton at times is just painful. Like, like, there's a lot to good. There's a lot to like. There, Clifton's going to be a very good third pairing defenseman. He's not there yet. He's not ready for this level stage. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, and he's only there because of need, because of injury. Well, and 
and he is in fact almost certainly still better than than, than John Moore, were John Moore not injured. <laughs> oh, John Moore. That was painful too. Well, the Bruins and the Blue Jackets split the the first two games, one one. Uh, they're going to Columbus. They're going to be there on Tuesday. We definitely got till game five now. That's for sure. Whatever happens now, there will definitely be a game five. So I'm going to let Jeff tell you about what's going on with the schedule. So this coming Tuesday, that is April 30th at 7 p.m. at uh, Nationwide Arena in, in Columbus, 7 p.m. Eastern. So a reasonable time. That's also my anniversary. Oh, I know. So exciting. You know what we're going to do on our anniversary? Have pizza and watch the game. Uh, something like that. I don't know if it's going to be pizza. I did say, well, oh, we could go to the forge or something, but it's going to take a long time to get out there. So we'll see. We're old. Um, anyway, yes. Okay. So next game. Follow that up with game four on this coming Thursday. That is May 2nd, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time again at Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio. And finally, game five. The Saturday, May 4th, at the coked-out fucking time of 7.15 p.m. Eastern at TD Garden. May the 4th be with the Bruins. I hate that so much. (laughs) (laughs) If this series goes to seven, do you know what that, that last game at the TD Garden will be on? May 8th. My birthday! So exciting! Well, you hear that, Bruins? If you go to game seven, if you go to game seven, you better fucking win it because it's going to be VA's birthday. Don't fuck her over like you did me. Yeah, stop fucking them over and other people too. You should win on my birthday. You hardly ever play on my birthday, so get it together, Bruins. Win before then. That's fine. <laughs> okay, Tim. I'm sorry. Last week, I think that we we kind of trounced all over your telling us the schedule. I I didn't mean to do that. I just didn't see anything. I didn't see the official thing. And and I thought I would publicly apologize for, you know, making you feel bad. So I'm sorry. No worries. (laughs) Tim was very concerned about it. (laughs) I had heard it and I wasn't sure if it was right or not. So at the time, you didn't want to actually say that that was going to be it without actually hearing anything from the official side of things. I get it. Yeah. Well, all right. Good. No hard feelings. We're all set. So um, so this week we got uh, a lot of uh, tweets from Mark Allred. Not going to read all of them. There are a lot, but thank you. Thank you for tweeting and, and getting our show out there. He's kind of like our our podcast evangelist. I like it. <laughs> Yes, thank you very much, Mark. We appreciate everything you do for us every time you uh, you tell other people about us. Yes, thank you. And uh, also, uh, Russ this week said that he likes Angry Jeff. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Mean Jeff. He likes Mean Jeff. What did I do? <laughs> I said that you were mean. I, I don't... Oh, it's because, you know what? You have like this like ill will against other teams sometimes. And I'm like, sometimes I feel like it's warranted. That's great. And other times I think it's like, maybe not so much. You, And I tell you that you're mean. Yeah, you know what it is? I just like find myself just like extraordinarily um, uh, um, like excited about the prospect of other teams having great, suffering great misfortune, even teams that I have no reason to hate. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, <laughs> 
Like for example, like I, I still get more delight in in the suffering of the Canucks than I should. Like, why should I hate a team that my team beat? <laughs> fucking eight years ago. <laughs> well, I, I think it's because you really don't like people from Vancouver. I have lots of good friends from Vancouver as long as they stay there. If they go elsewhere, all they do is bitch about the elsewhere. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad that you clarified that because I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People from Vancouver just don't like anywhere that's not Vancouver and it's insufferable. It's probably really beautiful there. I mean, it's lovely, sure, but like, come on. Like, seriously, come the fuck on. Anyway, you know, we've put out two additional episodes this week. Let's keep this quiet. Uh, quiet. Let's keep this uh, short and sweet. Why don't we talk about where you can find us? Okay, listeners. Um, uh, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. Uh, you can find us on uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you like us, rate us some stars, follow us, write a review, tell all your friends. Uh, you can reach out to us uh, on Twitter, that's at Barely on Topic, or on Facebook, at Barely on Topic Podcast. And, of course, at our individual Twitter accounts, um, if, if that's what you're into, I am at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. And I'm at Put a Band-Aid on Sean Corelli, for God's sakes, at um, dot com. Incidentally, if he played with a Band-Aid right there, his new nickname would probably have to be, like, Country Grammar. Oh, yeah, it probably would. Thank you for no. thank you for getting that, Tim. I was getting a little worried there for a second. There. No, yeah, you you're you're not wrong. It definitely would have to be. You rapper Nelly, who um, always wore a bandaid on one cheek, and his like big hit song was "Country Grammar." Anyway, so actually, she's you know at the fMRI. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh damn it! <laughs> it's not impossible. So, uh, Tim, word.